listening to my podcast, and today I'm reading Robin Hood by Howard Pyle. Chapter One: Matthew Madeline. It was a sunny day in Sherwood. Ten-year-old Mutch Midland was helping his father in the mill, and he lifted a sack of corn he heard shouting. Dozens of soldiers pounded into the village on horseback, led by the sheriff of Nottingham. I need more money, the sheriff declared. He owned Sherwood, and the villagers had to pay him taxes so they could live there. You'll have to pay double what you paid before. He continued. Munch's father was furious. Only the king is allowed to raise taxes. He protested. The sheriff sneered. The king is overseas. I'm in charge now. With that, he lashed his horse and charged back to his castle. That evening, Munch lay in bed watching his father count their money. There wasn't nearly enough. You think Robin Hood could help us? Munch asked. Robin Hood was a mysterious outlaw who stole money from the sheriff to give to poor villagers. People said he lived in Sherwood Forest, though no one knew for sure. Much was always asking for stories about Robin Hood. Is it true he wanted to feed a twenty of the sheriff's men? A hundred, his father joked, waving a shovel. Just then there was a noise outside. Much's father. Ripped the shovel, scared away the sheriff's soldiers. He flung the door open. But there was no one there. A silk pouch hung on the door, filled with twinkling gold coins. Every house in the village had one. They're from Robin Hood. One of the villagers gasped. God bless him! Cried another. Much, his father called. Come quickly and see. But Much had already seen. Sat by the window, watching a shadowy figure leap across the rooftop to Sherwood Forest. Chapter two: On the Run. The sheriff was furious when he came back to the next day. Robin Hood stole that money from me. He spat. Much hated the sheriff and raised his scoop up from horse dung and hurled it splat into the sheriff's face. God bless Robin Hood, he shouted. Several guards tried to grab Mutch, but his father blocked their way. They forced his father to the ground. Run, he yelled to Mutch. Mutch fled into the forest and scrambled up a tree to hide. His heart was pounding. Tears trickled down his cheeks. His father had been arrested, and it was all his fault. Mutch was desperate to rescue him, but how? He needed help. He needed to find Robin Hood. Chapter Three: Sherwood Forest. Mutch wandered deeper into the forest. The trees seemed to close in around him. He was tired, thirsty, and scared, and he. Stumbled along, a lone rider came down the path. It was a woman wearing a silk dress and a glittering necklace. Can I give you a lift? She asked. 
must recognize her at once. Lady Marian, the king's cousin. Jump up behind me," he, she said. "Where are you going?" "Much exhausted. I don't know," he mumbled as he climbed onto Marian's horse. Just as Marian saw something in the trees, "Outlaw!" she cried. "Hold on tight!" She grasped the reins and they raced down the path. Much looked up behind the forest. Several figures were leaping from tree to tree, shattering them. They reached. Crossroads, and Marian stopped the horse. They've gone," she said with relief. But she didn't see the figure reaching out behind them. Marian screamed. Her necklace had been stolen. Much jumped up from the horse and raced into the woods. "Is that you, Robin Hood?" he shouted. "I need your help!" All he saw were the branches rustling in the wind. "They've gone and taken my necklace with them," said Marian, catching up with him. "Robin Hood!" Much yelled. At his cry, four dark figures appeared among the branches. "You'd better come with us," one ordered. "Follow the arrows." Much climbed up behind Marion again, and they followed one arrow, then another, then several more. Several small houses sat hidden among a circle of trees. A tangled net of branches disguised them from anyone who might pass. Three men greeted the pair with friendly smiles. "Are you Robin Hood?" asked the largest one. "No," said the man, scratching his bushy beard. "I'm Little John." "I'm with Scarlet," said the little man beside him. "And I'm Frogtalk," said the third man, who wore a long monk's robe. "Is this Robin Hood even here?" Asked much in frustration. Right here, a voice replied. The famous outlaw was leaning against a tree, grasping a longbow. Thanks for the necklace, he said. Marian strode forward angrily. That necklace was a gift from my uncle. She fumed. Why would you want it? He won't keep it. Much exclaimed. He gives all his loot to the villagers. Really, Marian asked. Surprised, Robin nodded, then offered Marian her necklace back. In that case, Marian said, "Keep it. I thought you were just a common thief." No, said Robin, winking at much. I'm a very good thief. We were farmers once, Robin exclaimed. But the sheriff stole our land. Now we help the villagers keep theirs. Can you help my father? Much asked. I think he's been locked in the sheriff's dungeons. Robin shook his head, then turned to go. I'm sorry, he said. That's too dangerous. The king will free him when he returns. Until then, you can live with us. But Matthew was determined to rescue his father, with or without Robin Hood. Chapter four: Robin Hood and Much. That night, Much stole one of the outlaw's swords and crept out of the clearing, leaving already a voice called. Robin stepped from the shadows. "I'm going to rescue my father," Much snapped. "Because you won't." Robin took the sword away from Much and put it down. "Come with me," he said. Robin guided Much. Through the tree, they jumped from branch to branch and swung together on tangled vines. Soon they reached Sherwood Village. 
Robin handed Matcha jingling pouch of coins. Here, he said, help me hand these out. They split up and crept around a village, crawling across rooftops and slipping between houses to leave the money. Much lost coins on the villager doorsteps, on their window cells, and even under their pillows. He was on a thrilling secret mission, but he could not forget his father. When the money was all gone, Robin sat down beside Mutch. This is why we can't try to rescue your father, said Robin, if we get caught. How the villagers pay their taxes? The next day, Firetuck cooked a huge lunch for the gang in the forest. Roast deer, rabbit stew, and blackberry pie. Afterwards, little John and Will Scarlet taught much how to fight with a sword, and Robin trained him in archery. With each arrow, much got closer to the bullseye, but he was never as good as Robin Hood. But spent weeks living with Robin and his men. He helped them steal from the rich and give to the poor. He invited clever disguises, sneaky hiding places, and mocking messages from the greedy sheriff. Much loved being part of Robin Hood's gang. But he still worried about his father locked up in the sheriff's castle. Chapter 5, The Sheriff's Castle One morning, Lady Marion visited the sheriff. She wondered if he had any news of her cousin. The king had been due home weeks before. My dear, the sheriff said, I'm afraid he's probably dead. And you want to replace him, Marion, realized with horror. Who else, boasted the sheriff. I'm the richest man in country. You're a crook, Marion cried. Robin Hood will stop you. The sheriff just sneered at the outlaw's name. I don't think so. The sheriff took Marion to the next room. Six knights stood by the fire, all dressed in black. They had snake-like eyes and brutal faces as six horsemen, Marion gasped. One, two, three, four, five, six. The six swordsmen were the most feared fighters in Europe. They're my new tax collector, said the sheriff. Proudly, I'd like to see Robin Hood stop them. But Marion had already gone. Chapter 6, The Swordsmen's Strike. That afternoon, while some of the outlaws took more money to the village, Robin gave much another archery lesson, and much pulled back his bow. Marion came charging into the clearing. Robin, she called the sheriff, has hired the six swordsmen. Just then a plum of smoke rose in the sky. It's coming from the village, cried Robin, grabbing his sword. Much can't believe his eyes when they reached the village. All the houses had been burnt down, including his father, the mill. The villagers wandered formally through the ruins. It was a six swordsman, one said. We gave them money, but they still destroyed our homes. We're a wool, tuck, and little run, demanded Robin. Captured the villagers, said Sally. The swordsman took them to the castle. 
Robin stared up at the sheriff's castle, his face darkening. It's time to fight back, he declared. But how, asked Marion, the sheriff has a whole army. Much scrambled onto the remains of the mill and called to the villagers. Will you join us? Will you join Robin Hood? We will, they shouted back. Much grinned. Now they had an army, too. Chapter 7 To the Castle In the dead of night, an arrow shot into the air. A trail of rope uncoiled from the end, and as it stuck high in the wall of the sheriff's castle among the trees, Robin pulled the rope tight. Are you sure you're ready? He asked much, much nodded. He'd never been more sure of anything. Below, Mary and the villagers watched in silence as the pair climbed up the rope to the castle. The rope dug into Much's hands. He tried not to look down soon. Robin was pulling him onto the moonlight castle walkway. Everything was deadly quiet. Chapter 8 Fight! The swordsmen charged. They were so fast, much could hardly see their swords, but Robin was faster. The outlaw twisted and twirled, ducked and dived. He drove the swordsman down a spiral staircase into the main hall. Mutt pushed hard against the statue of the sheriff, toppling it onto four of the swordsmen, but there were still two left. They lunged at much, whirling the swords. Much darted across the floor, but he was trapped. The swordsman advanced, grinning evilly. Quickly, Robin scrambled up a pillar. Then he leaped from the balcony and swung onto the chandelier, and crashing into the last two swordsmen, sang them flying. Come on, he heard Much. We must find the prisoners. But before they could not move, dozens of soldiers had surrounded them, blocking the way. The sheriff stood by with a smug smile. There were too many of us, he scoffed, even for you. But spun and fired a single arrow, whizzed over the hearth, and through the castle entrance. At his signal, Marianne and villagers stormed inside. A huge battle began. But the battle raged, Marianne led much down some stairs to the dungeon. There sat his father locked in chains. Alongside Little John, Will Scarlet and Friar Tuck, they grabbed the keys from a hook and released the prisoners. Much's father scooped him up in a big hug. When they returned to the main hall, the fight was over. Only the sheriff refused to surrender. The king strode into the hall. Marion threw her arms around him. You're back, she cried. The sheriff gave a squeal of panic, then turned and ran. His speed passed. Much stuck at her leg. The sheriff fell, screaming down the stairs to the dungeon. Little John slammed the door, and Will Scarlet turned the key. They raced up the stairs and bowed to the king. I owe you a debt, the king told Robin and his men. I'll make you all night. You can live together in this castle. Thank you, Sir Robin said. But the forest is our home. You can stay with us if you like. 
Robin added to Much. Much shook his head. My home is the village, he replied, hugging his father. Robin handed Much his sword. Keep this then to remember us. With that, Robin and his men were gone. Do you think we'll ever see them again? Much asked. I'm sure we will, the king replied, if we need their help. And so Much Midland's life returned to normal. The king had all of the villagers at home to rebel, including the male, and Much went back to working with his father. One thing was different, though. Now Much's father asked him for a story about Robin Hood. Well, that's my story for today. Thanks so much for listening, and I really hope that you enjoyed it. If there are other stories that you'd like to hear, leave me a comment, and maybe I'll record one just for you. And don't forget to rate and review my podcast so more kids like you can listen along.